0: Uh, when I was a little kid, probably a toddler, my mom accidentally dropped a hot iron on my toe, and I still have a scar, like a little pointy tip, little scar on that toe, and that's kind of cool.
1: That is kind of cool. I remember when I was a kid, I was at my friend's house, and we were playing football in the front yard, and I came down like they were they had like the roofing done or whatever and i was barefoot and i came down on a roofer's nail and it like oh. stabbed the middle of my foot and i like couldn't walk on it for a while i didn't get tetanus or anything or whatever um but again that's not that toe related awful. i have no idea i have no idea about my toe i think if i had to rank my toes
0: <laughs> <laughs> rank your toes one through ten right now
1: oh my god Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Can We Save the Cat, your weekly writer's room and entertainment podcast where we take three random thoughts or ideas, pitch them, pick one, and over the course of about 30 minutes or so, develop it into the next big thing. Who knows where these pitches will take us today? All I knows is that we're going to have some fun with predictive texts. We each thought of a word. Or will think of a word. I'm not sure if I'm even committed to one. And then we're gonna let the iPhone take the take the wheel, right? So if uh, if you have an iPhone, I'm not quite sure how Android works, but if you enter a word, it'll pop up three words that can follow it, and we have to choose one of those three for the you know to make a sentence and to make it enjoyable. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with that today. As always, I am writer and actor Brian Hayes.
2: I am writer and director, Danny Hanks.
0: And I am author, Andrew Brandt.
2: My roommate thinks that my word should be toes. I don't think that my word should be toes. I don't think that I'm going to choose the word toes, because I feel like toes is a weird way to start a sentence.
1: I think your roommate needs to uh, have a conversation with Quentin Tarantino. They would get along great. Right?
2: Okay, you know what she has been... A asking me all week and B telling me, so I'm I'm back on the online dating thing. This is why I hate everybody. <laughs> but she has been telling me that I should ask people what their favorite toe is.
0: Oh. My my least uh, <laughs> Do you know what your
2: least favorite toe is?
0: No, I know the one I the one that I don't want to stub on the corner the most is that pinky toe, right? If you hit that pinky oh. toe yeah. Call The Undertaker, man.
1: I can honestly say I've been on this earth for a very long time. I don't think I've ever
2: had a favorite thought toe. About <laughs> favorite thought toe. about
1: which of my toes is my favorite and yeah. which of my toes is my least favorite.
2: See, I said my favorite was like my second toe. Okay. Because I'm one of those people that has a longer second toe, and that's like a genetic thing, and I was like, you know, I'm pretty cool. I think the big toe
0: is my favorite, because that's the one that, like, if I need to pick something up with my foot, that's the one that grabs.
1: (laughs) Mm, That's fair.
2: Okay. The other question that she had was if you had to get rid of one of your toes for the rest of your life, which one would you lose?
0: Oh, Oh my God. Probably not the pinky toe, because isn't that the one that, like, messes with your balance? That's the thing.
2: It's like, all of them are pretty important for balance, but I was like... Maybe the middle one, just yeah. because it might be the least important.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. Middle toe, it's got to be the least like crucial to walking. <laughs> There's got to be a doctor out there that's like, these idiots. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely losing one would mess with your sense of walking. It's got to be middle. If, if I were to lose one, it's got to be middle. That's gotta be the least important toe. You
2: definitely wouldn't want to lose one on either end. Yeah, that would be really devastating. And
1: then the ones next furthest in, like you wouldn't want to lose one of those because it's like kind of like the middle just seems a lot more.
2: You just don't want to lose any of your toes. Fair, yeah, that's. I mean, essentially, that's. I don't want to lose
0: any body parts. I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty attached to almost, if not all, of my body parts. So. Some more than others, but I definitely don't want to lose any toes, no, no pinky fingers.
1: Yeah, I'd be all right losing, you know, whatever. There's, there's, yeah, I'd, I'd change a lot about myself, whatever. I want to hang on to my uh.
0: earlobes. I want to hang on to my nostrils. Oh, I
1: hate my nose. I oh. hate, hate my nose. It's
0: a beautiful nose. No,
1: it is like nine tenths of my face is my nose. Okay, um, have
2: you seen my nose?
1: You no, but yours okay, Danny. Yours is deceiving because it's if you turn, it has a big profile. <laughs> but like if you head nose on, is like no, 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 no. If you head on, yours is like just straight down. It looks small, petite. It, God, you, what does my have, nose look like? Small and petite. No, you have a little button nose. Little button. Wow. nose.
2: Wow. I will tell you, nobody in the Hanks family has ever been told that they have a small and petite nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no one in my family.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Should
2: I just start my predictive text with phantasmia? <laughs> I'm sure where, that would get me somewhere.
1: Where do you go from there? Like, what do you...
2: I really don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Um. Yeah, I'm actually... I think I'm, like, really excited about predictive text just because...
2: Me too, and I'm terrified. Yeah, I
1: don't know like where it's gonna go. We could all three have horrible sentences and I'm like dreading that, but at the same time, it could be fun to just have a really weird Can
2: we have like can we like have like power for, for a reroll? No. In case everybody's bad. Um, we have to write a second sentence.
1: No. Okay. It is Okay. We got we gotta let the fates decide. So are are you guys ready? I'm ready. Ready. I
2: think I'm ready okay. I am at the ready here at okay the ready.
1: we'll go we'll go alphabetical Andrew
2: you are kay. up
0: first. my word is drum roll this thing oh, orgasms
2: oh my God okay there we go go straight for it
0: orgasms yep. aren't even good <laughs> orgasms aren't even good.
2: oh man
1: this is uh okay. Interesting. I, I like got a great that.
2: pitch for that. All
0: right.
1: Yeah, well we've already done one. We did um
2: well, one no. pump jump. We did a premature, yeah. Premature, but also, one pump
1: jump. You Better could name.
2: go for like don't
1: don't do, do it. Sec- nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, what is mine gonna be? Okay. Orgasms aren't even good. Mine's going to be... I liked this one whenever I kept throwing it out as like words I might use. Um, my partner was like, do parasailing. And I was like, what about micromanaging? Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Micromanaging is doing good work for the next few... Days. This, this did not end up great for me. Um, it's okay. Micromanaging is doing good work for the next few days.
0: Okay.
2: That's what you got. Oh,
1: I actually do have a pitch for this. Okay. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to try something different here. Okay. My first word is going to be ghosts.
1: Ooh. Okay. Spoopy.
2: Ghosts don't think. They can have a fun game. Oh, okay. Ghosts don't think they can have a fun game. Okay. So we have orgasms aren't even good.
1: Micromanaging is doing good work for the next few days and ghosts don't think they can have a fun game. I think these are all pretty solid. I think uh I'm gonna leave <laughs> I mean like,
0: as in grammatically correct solid
2: not that. I mean that, that they are <laughs> i technically
1: um so okay, so here's what I think would be fun, okay, we've had like a minute okay. to think about this, so Andrew, you have to actually like think of a pitch now for your okay. your sentence,
0: okay, uh orgasms aren't even very good, um, let's go. Nerdy guy uh, in his 20s in college, uh, has never uh, had sex, never been with a woman, and is learning that through a humorous rom-com of learning to let go of his sexual freedom. I don't know. Okay. I
1: Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, could tie into Danny's, she was thinking asexual, so it could tie yeah. into that theme. <laughs> I, I actually dig that. Like maybe they're a virgin and they're trying to uh trying to experiment, but like
0: everything's just not but that like good.
2: Orgasms aren't even all that good. Are, or- orgasms or- aren't or- even
0: good. And it's like chasing that high, but really what you're chasing for is acceptance.
2: There
1: oh it's, my God. Ugh.
2: There we go. Package it
0: to
1: HBO. Hallmarks. Hallmark. Max. Hallmark yeah. Boom. Um okay. Micromanaging is doing good work for the next few days. Here's my pitch for that. Think like Blank Check or Tom Hanks and Big, right? Think like this kid gets like stuck in a situation where they're the CEO of a company for a few days and their solution is to just like micromanage the shit out of their employees. But uh, it only lasts for a few days and then everything starts falling apart and they have to like learn that you have to trust the people around you and your employees and blah, 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 blah. Sell that it. one to Disney Plus. I love it. There
2: we go. <laughs> yep. Make it like a Pixar movie about like lizards working or something and teach kids about capitalism right off the bat. Ooh, there we go. What sage. About, Sold. Making um, me sage.
0: What about a tribe of asparagus children who are self-conscious about the way their pee smells?
1: There we go. Wait, what does that have to do with micromanaging? I think that's just your we'll pitch. we work. P- Is that just your we'll make Pixar pitch, pitch, Andrew? Is no, that just something that's... you've had in the back pocket? They no, are no. just like, if I ever get a Pixar pitch.
0: That's a quote from Elf. Oh, you know, They're yeah. coming up with story ideas.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Peter Dinklage. I remember yep. that. Okay. All right, Danny. Uh, ghosts don't think they can have a fun game.
2: Okay, so it's going to be a family of poltergeists living in this house where this family watches Jeopardy all the time. And these ghosts are sitting there like, we know all of these answers, but there's no way that they can go win Jeopardy. So they figure out how to communicate with the people in the house to like realize that they're really good at Jeopardy and then try to go with them to win Jeopardy.
1: Oh, my God. We have two Pixar pitches <laughs> and a Hallmark. Yep.
2: Something something in that vein. Ghosts having to work through humans to win a game.
1: I'm obsessed with this. Um We're going to go same order. We're going to go same Kay. order. Um, Andrew, you're, you're up.
0: Lizard Capitalist.
1: Lizard Capitalist.
0: <laughs> yes, I want the little lizard boy who becomes the CEO of, oh my God. of, of the lizard company. Uh, To learn about...
2: Lizard capitalists.
0: Capitalism and micromanaging. And I think it'd be really cute.
1: I am shocked that somehow lizards
0: got thrown into this.
1: Wow,
2: lizard capitalists.
1: Okay, this could get really interesting. Because I think I'm going to go with Danny's. Because I'm thinking like... (laughs) I'm thinking like, like Pixar for sure. And the ghosts are trying to like bang on the walls and stuff and get the people and it like becomes a system where like there's like a little kid involved somehow that's going on a game show and because they keep like answering trivia questions right and all that and uh then they have to figure out how to get the ghosts out to Burbank so that they can help the kid win but then the kid like knew all the answers all along you know like all that crap Um, little
2: miss sunshine but with ghosts but the kid is actually good. <laughs> wow! Wow! Brian's true colors showing. Oh come on! You saw the routine.
1: They definitely like made it that way on purpose. Yes, I know. Come I know. on. All right, um, Danny, if you're choosing Andrews, I've got a really good idea for the uh, the like roulette that we're gonna have to play.
2: I I am gonna choose Andrews. So that's that was going to be my vote from the get-go, and I'm sorry, you guys made it complicated. So okay. what are we doing for roulette? All right. So here's what we're doing. We're predictive
1: texting a fourth time. This time, the word is cat. Okay. And whatever this sentence is, we're going to have to do it.
2: Why would you? This is roulette? <laughs> This isn't roulette. This well, is awful. Well,
1: you, you 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 played roulette with our lives. Uh, Can we at least say cats? Okay, fine. Cats. Cats. Okay. All right. Cats are or
0: have have
1: been doing. This is awful. Well, <laughs> in I'm doing it.
0: Church. Okay.
2: Cats have been doing well in church. Okay.
0: An animated Pixar film about uh, a tribe of cats who live in the basement of a church. That's all I got. Y'all go from here.
2: All right. I'm going to spin off of that. bunch of cats who live at a Catholic boarding school and have basically their own little cat nunnery, but... Then they realize that they don't actually have any values. Like, one little kitten is like, What is God? Like, what do you mean? And they realize they don't actually know. They've just been stealing all this from the humans. And then they have to, like, discover what cat lore is. <laughs> and they, like, find a new cat Jesus. And Cat Jesus has nine lives. Oh my God. <laughs> Brian is Sprite. You know, actually I think
0: we could do a really good allegory on the uh, on on the reformation with Martin Luther. Let's do. Let's do cat animated Martin Luther coming up with the reformation of the Catholic Church.
1: <laughs> I can't even with this right now. Okay, so um, Andrew wh- what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how we get cat MLK I no, feel no, like I understand not Jesus.
0: Not, not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther, the guy that stabbed the Reformation stuff to the door of the Catholic Church in Germany. Oh, that
1: Martin it. Luther. Yeah. Oh. Like old Martin
0: Luther. Old Martin Luther.
2: For people oh. who are listening in the future, we're recording this on MLK Day. So yeah, that's are, why there was yeah, some our... ambiguity there. <laughs> was...
1: Okay. So I like this idea... Ooh
0: they all convert to Egyptian mythology since cats are sacred in that culture. So cats in a church that discover their ancient religion.
2: I dig that. Yeah, I think it's like a little kitten who is like questioning authority. Yeah. And you're of course going to have like the old alley cats who are like, no.
1: We're, we're going about this wrong. We're going about this backwards. It's actually, okay, so it takes place in Egyptian times and cats are revered and worshiped. <laughs> And it's cats that start questioning, you know, they, they think they're, like, literally God's gift to the world. And then, like, oh, oh, my God. Okay. I'm piecing it together. Okay. So, do you guys, have you guys seen Foundation or read the Foundation books? Nope. Okay. um, It's on Apple Plus. And, uh, it's got like Lee pace and it's really cool. But basically the idea is, uh, there's clones, right? And when there's, so it's one guy, but there's three versions of him, dawn, dusk, and day. And dawn is like the little kid version. Day is the middle age version. Dusk is the older, wiser version. So whenever they are, transitioning like whenever dusk gets too old they'll basically kill him um and so people are like oh they're like forever living and all this crap so the idea could be in egyptian culture in this egyptian cat culture they basically like killed the elder without letting anybody know because they wanted the town's cat people to believe that they're everlasting and that they're you know forever and all this and Eventually one of the lower cats sees that, hey, they're like they're, this person died. Like we can die. Did you know that we can die? I didn't know that we could die. And so then it's like exposing corruption within the Egyptian cat sacred culture. And then they started bonding. Like, so that maybe they look down on humans and then it can be about the story of domesticating cats. They're like, oh, the humans worship us. Like, why are they so bad? And they're like, don't go near humans. They suck. And then they like actually go near them. Like the one rebel cats, like the our Martin Luther of cats, if you will, is like, no, I'm gonna go hang out with these humans. And here's the reasons why. And um <laughs> then it's like the story of domesticated cats.
0: <laughs> that was a fever dream.
1: <laughs> I, I blacked out what just happened.
2: I'm sorry, Brian. Um <laughs> Well, what are you smoking, and where can I get some? <laughs> Look, that was great.
0: I think I think we are on to something. Uh, I would like to take it back to uh, modern-day cats <sighs> in a church, but these cats learn their own uh, mysticality, their own majesticness through...
2: Oh. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, so here's my pitch. Cats, like I said, modern-day boarding school... I went to Catholic school in sixth grade when we were studying ancient Egypt. We had, like, a whole semester where we had, like, Pharaoh of the Week who, like, sat in this chair at the front of the thing with, like, the Tutankhamun beard thing and, and had the scepter and all this stuff. Okay, so these cats at church, you have, like, your bishop cat, you have your nuns, whatever. They see... The sixth grade lesson happening and they learn that cats were revered back then and then they go on like a wild thing to see like their ancestry and like studying ancient runes and it turns out cats can read hieroglyphics perfectly like they can't read english they have no idea how to read english but hieroglyphics they're like oh yeah this says like we have nine lives chill And then like the cat Pope has been keeping this a secret the entire time. Like he doesn't (laughs) want to tell anybody.
1: (laughs) So my question is, where's our ending? Where do we end up? Because it sounds like we're getting really philosophical with these cats. Yep. And how do we bring it back down to earth? And, and uh... the
2: cats burn down the church.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So the cats leave and they find their, their own new building that they make their own church.
2: They burn down the church.
1: Cat Moses leads them out.
0: Cat Moses leads them out <laughs> of Egypt.
2: Right, but then that's going back to Catholicism. Yeah,
0: you take. A, you I like take... the
2: ideas that cats can read Egyptian. I okay. love that.
0: And the cats leave the, the the convent, the church, wherever they are, and they they have a cat Moses who leads the way, and they find their new own new building that they can live in harm- harmony together.
2: Concept. They are like starving cats, right? They're like not well taken care of by the parish, whatever, but they're like humble cats praying like Jesus for like food. And some of them are like, we have, we have given up our worldly things, our beds and all of this stuff. And then what happens is when they convert to... Ancient Egyptian Catholicism. Catholicism. They 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 convert to Catholicism and they realize how amazing they are, and then they start acting like real cats. And then like people actually want to give them attention because they're now ignoring people. They're like, "We're too good for you. Don't touch me." And then everybody's like, "Oh, little kitty, why don't you want to?" Like it's the type of thing that like people like cats because cats are assholes. Okay.
0: What animals in the church would be well taken care of.
2: Lambs, dogs, doves. Were
0: doves would be good.
2: Were they eat the doves? Oh my god! god. They set the doves free. That's more of Pixar movie. They set the doves free. Well, so here's what I was
1: gonna say. We're very. Uh, I liked it first when when like they lived under the church. I feel like okay. right now we're very church oriented. And nobody in the history of the world will touch this movie as it is. So, I feel like... So?
2: <laughs> you don't want to make a rebel cat movie about Catholicism?
1: I'm almost sold on Catholicism alone.
0: I'm almost sold on an on a animated allegory for... We're talking about getting out of Egypt. Of where the doves are kind of like leading or are running this church. And the cats are led by Cat Moses into the promised land
2: which is Egypt
0: which is like discovering their their ancient egyptian her- heritage or you were talking about how the cats can read hieroglyphics what if by reading the hieroglyphics the cats get superpowers like ancient egyptian like gods like ra and
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay okay
0: this is so off the rails let's
2: think okay I have a I have a good let's step back. If we're going to do this as a Pixar movie, each Pixar movie has like a theme that they're trying to teach. Yes. Right? So like what is our theme here? Is it is it like, you know, always question what you're brought up with and like it's okay to believe something different. Like don't just follow like a sheeple because then the story is We have these cats under the church that have picked up Catholicism and they're living in squalor, but that's all they've known for all of their life. Then one proud kitten is like, I'm going to go and I'm going to escape and goes to the sixth grade classroom, ends up learning about the Egyptians and reading ancient hieroglyphics and comes in and brings everything to his home and at first he's like everybody's like we don't believe you ah this doesn't make any sense and then he finally proves it to them and they all learn that like with new information you can learn and change and then instead of living in squalor they're now like proud cats on the streets and they start getting adopted by the nuns, and then the nuns let them into the house, and then you know they've been picked on all the time by these doves, but now the nuns are treating them just like the doves, and the doves are like, you know, what's what's our message here?
0: I, I think you just
1: pitched
0: I the think that's film.
1: pretty freaking good. That's exactly <laughs> what I was looking for because I was like, I don't want it. I want it to be like an allegory. I don't want it to be a word for word like retelling okay, of so the wait, Bible. What did I
2: just say? <laughs>
1: Oh, God, Danny blacked out.
2: (laughs) No. What did I say? (laughs) So
0: I I think that was fantastic, where the cat's living in squalor under the church. And then, yeah, the the smart, inquisitive cat goes up to the classroom and hears about how cats were revered and and worshipped in ancient Egyptian times. So he comes back to the cat. And, of course, he's met with derision and hostility even. He's like, no, 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 let me prove this to you.
2: Cause it's about like challenging old beliefs yeah, and like mm-hmm. not living in fear anymore and like being able to learn new things. I mean, what comes up is like racism, LGBTQ rights, like all of these things that are very ingrained in society because like you should be afraid of black people. Rah, rah, rah. And then like this little kitten coming and being like, no, actually this thing, I mean, it's not a direct parallel, but yeah. The idea of questioning authority and figuring out what you believe
0: I want is there I want our our cat, our main sick little kid cat character to have a best friend who's kind of wa- who's kind of a wacky a wacky rat best friend
2: <sighs> yes, I'm always in here for a rat, yeah, fair and the rat the rat is like definitely raised in a different way, like the rats are already they are cruising on that like bubonic plague reputation here. They're like, chill. They're like, we don't need to prove ourselves. You know, everybody hates us, but it's fine. Like, we're still confident. And so his rat best friend is like, yeah, I don't understand all this Christianity stuff. You know, we killed a lot of Christians.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Um. So (laughs) here's my question. Uh, A lot of these elements are like kind of old school, but you have some new school, like new age ideas and stuff. Like, how modern are we talking? Is this like in the 1800s? Is this in the 1900s? Like present day? Like.
2: I think it's like present day, but probably like a vague present day where you can't tell if it's like 2004 or 2014. OK. Yeah.
0: Like how 101 Dalmatians or um, that.
2: Yeah. Like one of those classics. Like
0: Tramp Lady and the Tramp. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of set in their modern time, but it's also kind of classic and timeless so I mean, there's that's... vehicles you know there are vehicles but it could take place in the 20s it could pl- take place in the 50s you know vaguely yeah. 60s vaguely 70s i think uh if you do something like this set it vaguely like 70s that way we're coming out of like free love and already yeah. coming out of like uh i dig that a, a, a mental change
1: so if that's the case then I would say that maybe our ending has something to do with, like, a group of cats leaving. Everybody's, like, questioning, like, hey, should we be doing this? And then they end up in, like, Egypt. And then it's like, oh, the promised land. The promised the land. Yep.
2: I'm almost wondering how you could make that, like, they take a car, but they end up at, like, a cat cafe. That's like an Egyptian themed cat cafe. And they're like, this is the promised or, land.
1: Or if you want to keep it very localized, what you could do is set it in like Tokyo and have them be in like back alleys <laughs> and all that shit. And they're like, we're, we're getting away from here. And they finally leave and they go out and like, yeah, there's cat cafes and like Hello Kitty and like all this cat stuff everywhere. Dear God.
0: Okay, okay, okay so I, actually yeah, like no, that. I like that. I like that a lot. We set it in like 60s, 70s Japan. So you're coming out, and you're like, you see,
2: no, what it's, is it's wrong. wrong? I'm it's sorry, because all three of us know so much about '60s, '70s no, Japan. No, no, no. Is there it's... even Catholicism in Japan?
1: Uh, yeah, there's Catholicism fair. in Japan. Yeah, Danny, duh, like,
2: yeah, I have no idea. Um, you could also just set it in New York. There are cat cafes. in Yeah, New but Brooklyn. New York,
1: I don't think has like a cat culture and a obsession like uh, Japan does.
2: That's true. Yeah. Wow. That's true. You see, like,
0: furry girls walking down the street? And, like,
2: well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, well, we're still... come up from underground, and it's the furry convention. What the... Oh, f- my God. Listen,
1: we're still in uh, Pixar here, Andrew. Come on.
2: Okay, not going to lie.
1: Danny. <laughs> I'm
2: not even going to continue.
1: Danny, that's... say it.
2: Um... There was like a an an expo in Brooklyn with like a bunch of porn stars or whatever. Um, Anyway, let her finish. Have they had a dog adoption event in the entryway?
1: Oh my god! (laughs) No, no, no! That's actually brilliant because, like, when you think of all the lonely people. people. And they went home with a new best friend. It's kind of sweet. I'm done guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So it's just a bunch of (laughs) people.
1: Oh Oh, my word. Nope. I think that's it. I think that's it. 60s, 70s, Tokyo cat culture. They come out. Boom. It's everywhere. All right. Danny is going to go ride a log line. And uh, when we come back, we're going to figure out if we're going to literally save this cat or scratch it. All right, Danny. See ya in a bit.
0: This episode of Can We Save the Cat is brought to you by Bookshop.org. Bookshop.org, it's an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. See, we believe that bookstores are essential to a healthy culture. They are where authors can connect with readers, where we discover new writers, in which children can get hooked on the thrill of reading that can last a lifetime. They're also anchors for our downtowns and communities. As there are more and more people buying their books online, Bookshop.org wanted to create an easy and convenient way for you to get your books online and support bookstores at the same time. You see, Bookshop.org has given away over $18 million and over 75% of their profit margin to stores, publications, authors like me, and others who make up a thriving, inspirational culture around books. I know for me personally, I haven't bought a book from the Big A store, you know what I'm talking about, in a very long time. For me, it is important that we cultivate and support our local, independent bookstores. Whenever I'm shopping for books online, I always go to bookshop.org. And you can too and support this podcast by shopping at bookshop.org slash shop slash can we save pod.
1: And we are back. Danny is going to save this catastrophe of a podcast and read us a log line, and we are going to go around the room and figure out if we want to save this cat or scratch it. Danny, take it away.
2: Sign of the Sphinx. When a Catholic kitten, Cleocatra, living in the alley of a church, learns about ancient Egypt, she starts to preach to her friends about this promised land where cats aren't discarded or ignored, but revered.
1: Cleocatra, Cleocatra.
0: Cleocatra.
2: Uh, same
1: order, Andrew. You're up.
0: Reluctantly save it.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Oh, do you care yeah. to expand expound expand on this? Uh I'm so thrown off. How did what?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> oh. My god,
1: yeah, I'm I, I disagree. <laughs> um, I am scratching this. <laughs> I'm I'm all for a Pixar film, I am all for a family film. I am not for a family Pixar religious film where it's cats who are being like uh, shat on by doves. I don't know, like, I just think that there's a lot of um, I don't know if I'm saving based off of can I ever see this on my screen. The answer is uh the answer so, is no.
2: I just want to point out that we were spot on because doves are the symbol of the Holy Spirit yeah. for one, and two, did you know that in the 13th century, Pope Gregory killed all the cats in the Vatican?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why we had the plague.
2: Cuz he believed that the cats actually carried the spirit of Satan himself within them.
1: No, I did not know that.
2: That's some that's some guilt right there. Yeah. This little kitten is carrying around spirit of satan catholic guilt catholic guilt
1: catholic guilt all right uh danny are you gonna have some guilt about this cat
2: or i am going to this is a surprise to me because i can't believe that last week i saved Nicolas cage as a trucker but this week i am actually going to scratch it unfortunately yeah this i just can't see it being made Okay, so that's one
1: save, but this this cat is scratched.
2: Anybody watching anything better than what we just pitched? Oh, God, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, you'll have to wait because we're going to start with Andrew. Andrew, what did you watch this past
0: week? Nothing. I read Star Wars books. The newest publishing initiative from Star Wars and Lucasfilm books is called The High Republic, and it takes yep. place 200 years before... The phantom menace and so it's like jedi on the far reaches of the galaxy like as as sheriffs and they've got more autonomy than the jedi we saw in the prequels and and it's really exciting and really impressive that they've that these storytellers have all come together and told this cohesive story over the last couple of years yeah and the most recent book the fallen star came out right after the first of the year and i uh went back and i reread the Light of the Jedi, and then the Rising Storm, so I could get ready for this one. I love these books. I think they're fantastic. As a Star Wars fan, just as a geek in general, um, they're just—it's a refreshing take on on Star Wars. There's no like, you know, Death Stars or super yeah. weapons or anything like that. Um, the The entire story sets off not from a super weapon, but from a, uh, a disaster. Uh, this ship falls apart in hyperspace and like pieces of the ship start raining down on planets and killing people. And so the Jedi have to come together, uh, on the fringes of, of the galaxy. They have to come together to stop this from killing people. And so like saving people is just as exhilarating as like seeing them like hack people down with their lightsabers. Right. It's a blast. It's a blast.
1: Yeah, I've always been more into the Star Wars books and Star Wars like video games than I think the like movies and especially the TV shows. I'm, I can't get into, but yeah. um besides Clone Wars, Clone Wars, I, I really liked, but that's about it. Um, Yeah, interesting. I might have to read those. I read all the aftermath and then I even read they did like Star Wars Battlefront books based yeah. off of like the video game. And man, yeah. that was like shockingly fun. And then I read like uh, Tarkin and some of those and stuff.
0: Um, I'll, so I'll box these up and ship them to you. They're fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I might take you up on that. Um, yeah, I watched. Um, <laughs> I watched the Sex Lives of College Girls. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know how it sounds. The Sex Lives of College Girls. It is a. It is a show on HBO Max. It is a show about four college girls who are freshmen entering college and just their experiences. Um, They're four roommates who have to live together. And it was written by Mindy Kaling. And I don't know. It's just like it's an interesting show. It's an interesting portrayal of college times and how it's different nowadays, which I think is like super fascinating versus like, you know, 80 years ago when when I was in school. So yeah, I'm. I dig it. It's um, it's a good show. I have issues with not all of the acting is a plus. I'm just gonna say that, and it's really awkward to have these super dramatic moments delivered in an almost comical way, and uh, mm. it almost ruins the show at points. So.
2: Yeah, that's the it's, worst. Yeah. um, Like Andrew, I did not watch, but I read a script this week off the blacklist. It's called St. Mary's Catholic School Presents the Vagina Monologues, and it's written by Heron Haifey and Caitlin Smith. I believe it's based off of a book, but it, it really is what it sounds like. It's a Catholic school putting on the vagina monologues, um, and it's really funny. So It
1: sounds S tier satire like that sounds really good
2: it's like <laughs> it's pretty a plus I mean to make it on the blacklist like the yearly yeah. blacklist the annual blacklist that's pretty impressive and it's it it lives up to that expectation Interesting. highly recommend
1: I dig it um cool yeah so I'm the only one in what are you watching that yeah, brought I
2: mean I watched are you the one but something tells me that that's like let's go <laughs> trash so
1: um okay interesting so we have two scratches one save for cleocatra colon sign of the sphinx um we have it was just it's just just sign of of the sphinx i'm just trying to appease andrew come on danny (laughs) um we have uh star wars books the high republic we have the script For a really long Catholic school, does the vagina monologues. Danny's going to say that now.
2: St. Mary's Catholic School presents the vagina monologues by Hannah Haffey and Caitlin Smith.
1: And that is available on the blacklist. And then we also have the Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening and just being awesome you guys rock we really appreciate it as always i am brian hayes you can find me at redacted on instagram redacted says on twitter and redacted plays on twitch
2: i am danny hanks you can find me at official danny hanks on instagram and at danny underscore hanks on twitter
0: and i am andrew j brandt you can find me on all the big socials at writer brandt
1: big socials TM. And as always, you can find the podcast at can we Save pod on Instagram and Twitter and can we save the cat podcast on Facebook and twitch.tv slash can we save pod every Monday or Wednesday night. We will be live streaming our episodes so you can see even more
2: content and everything that we cut, which will be a lot from this episode. Yay. Like, rate, subscribe, give us a comment. Really helps people find the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.
1: Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys.